learn to hide our true feelings and emotions from the view of the outside world for fear of being seen as weak, undeserving, or not enough. While this strategy works well for a while, many of us are realizing it is not a sustainable way to continue living life, especially when there is so much that we want to achieve, create, and contribute. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shameen Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from Shameen and her guests about what it's like to face these fears head on and courageously share emotion, vulnerability, and experience in service of creating connection, resilience, and extraordinary results. Now, here's your host, Shameen Sadiq. Hello, and welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shameen Sadiq, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So the topic for today is gratitude. In Canada, where I live, we are heading into our Thanksgiving weekend. It's a little bit earlier than for those of you uh, who live in the United States. We celebrate Thanksgiving here generally around the second week of October, which also happens to be right around my birthday. So I feel quite um, blessed to share this time of year when we uh, express gratitude for all of the gifts and and wonderful opportunities that we have uh, with my birthday celebration as well. So heading into an exciting weekend, and I thought it was a great opportunity to revisit gratitude. So in fact, I'm calling this episode Gratitude 2.0, and I'm calling it that because as you well know, I spend a lot of time on the show expressing gratitude. We talk about it explicitly. I've had many episodes where it's been part of the, the topic for the day, and I feel that a practice of gratitude has, I I feel like I'm cultivating, I continue to cultivate a practice of gratitude. And it is serving me well in many, many ways. And so as always, if something serves me well, then I hope that it will serve you well if it resonates. And so I offer it to you. And on that front, let's begin with a few minutes of just sitting together Coming in for a landing, getting grounded, getting centered, bringing our awareness to ourselves and our breath, letting the distractions of whatever else you've been up to today just fall to the wayside for a few minutes. Another practice that I find very useful, and so again, I share it with you. It's my heartfelt offering that things that I have found useful will be useful to you. And if they are, that's fantastic. And if they're not, that's fantastic too. I'm not attached. So bringing your feet to uh, flat, like uncross your legs, uncross your ankles, place both feet flat on the floor. If you're in a place where you can take off your shoes for a couple of minutes and, and be comfortable and really make contact, uh, the bottoms of your feet making contact with the floor, that's great. Take your palms and p- place them face down, palm down on your thighs in whatever way feels comfortable. So you don't want to be reaching too far for your knees or too stiff and high up on your thighs, just resting easily in your chair and letting your shoulders roll back and down so that they're not up by your ears, but more kind of making their way down, down to a relaxed position bringing your eyes to closed or half closed. Perhaps you'll gaze at the floor a few feet in front of you. Whatever you feel comfortable with, there's no right or wrong here. But it is important 
to sit in an upright and dignified posture and not to slouch or um, be too uh, bent over one way or the other. Just, you know, not straight like a stick, but um, dignified, like a dignified person. And I know that we are all dignified people. Good. And just bringing your awareness now to your breath. And so there's no goal here. There's no um, objective to attain. It's really just about bringing your attention to the breath. If there is any goal, it would be that. And even that, I hold it lightly because it is so challenging to stay focused on the breath. And so I invite you to just breathe in and out at your own pace, perhaps breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth if that feels comfortable. Or you can breathe in and out through your nose. And just coming into awareness of the rhythm of your breath. So it may not be the same as mine. In fact, at this moment, I'm probably breathing a little faster than I normally do. And just letting your awareness rest on the breath. Noticing the inhale and the exhale. Good. And we'll just sit together here with our awareness on the breath for a minute or two. Breathing in and breathing out at your own pace. Good. And if your mind wanders off onto something other than the breath, just smile gently at yourself and say, I'm attending to my breath right now. And see if you can come on back to your breath. Breathing in and breathing out. And as you sit in this relaxed yet dignified posture, imagine that, oh, maybe there's a thousand of you listening to this phone call or this radio show right now, or maybe there are thousands of you listening and we're all sitting here doing the same thing together for these couple of minutes. We're breathing in and breathing out. Something that we all can do, we all can count on, we can all come back to the breath. Doesn't matter what kind of a home you live in, how much money you have, what your friends think about you, or how many degrees you've got, we can all come back to the breath. It is the one thing that we have in common. One thing amongst other things too. But one basic thing that we have in common is that we are human and we breathe. So just taking a couple of breaths now to end this moment of mindfulness, this moment of sitting still and pausing. Even if your mind wandered or you found my voice distracting. I haven't figured out a way to meditate on the radio without having dead air. 
So I'm doing the best I can. Sorry if it was distracting. And just taking a last breath in. And as you do, start wiggling your fingers and toes and maybe stretch your arms up overhead. Just give yourself a nice stretch. Stretch out your back. Not hurting yourself, just you know, bringing some energy back into the body. And then we will turn our attention to the topic at hand, gratitude 2.0. Good. So I want to read something that I wrote to you this morning. I wrote it for the episode description for the show. And I was thinking about all of the things that I read in the newspaper and all the things that are happening in the world I've expressed and discussed gratitude many times on Stories from the Heart of Leadership, but never has it felt as important as right now. In a time of such fear, violence, polarization, and harshness, I see gratitude as one part of a powerful remedy and counterbalance. Sure, I could spend my time bemoaning the downhill slide, complaining about the political players, and fighting or defending against what I don't like in the world— And I do that often when I read the paper. However, when I come back to myself and the foundation I continue building for myself and my life, I'm always led back to gratitude and a commitment and a commitment to focusing on what I do want, the things I do want to see, hear, and experience. And so I thought that this would be a useful way for us to spend our time today. Not to say that the things that exist in our world at this moment or in our countries or in uh, our lives are not true. There are many things that ha- that we have in our lives that are not so great, um, uh, that are happening, challenges to deal with, uh, family situations, economic situations, political situations. They're all part of our current reality. And so I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't um, attend to them or acknowledge them, but I am suggesting that it might be better to focus on what we are grateful for and what we would like to see. As Gandhi said, you must be the change you want to see in the world. And that has been a very foundational statement for me these past years. So I, I want to talk a little bit about the way things are, but I don't want to dwell on them. I want to then turn to expressing gratitude for what we do have and then talk about my vision and yours for your our lives going forward. Now, this is a live show today, so if you would like to join the conversation and talk about what you're grateful for, then you are welcome to call one 346 9141 And we will take your call and um, have a chat on the air live together, if you so desire. So what is the current reality? Well, let's talk about this on a couple of levels. Um, On a personal level, let's start with the personal today. I usually start on the world level, but let me start with a personal level. I am about to have a birthday. uh, changing, making some changes in my personal life. And um, I'm kind of excited and I'm kind of scared. So um, let's start with scared. I'm in the journey of considering sharing my life with someone who I've been sharing my life with for a while now uh, in a more permanent way, in a more like cohabitating way. 
And it's a bit scary because I tend to focus on all the things that are not, um, or that I might have to give up, all the things that are sort of bad about it. So if um, if we move in together, then I'm going to lose my autonomy. I'm going to lose my freedom. Uh, my house will not be only mine. I'll have to share. Um, back to some of those kindergarten lessons, right? Learning to share in the sandbox. But uh, these are the things that I tend to go to when I start thinking about this. When the fear rises in me, I start thinking about what am I going to lose? What's going to be different in a negative way? And in the middle of the night, the other night, I woke up and was sort of thinking about all this and ended up having a conversation with him about this in the middle of the night, I might add, because this is when these things kind of roll around in my mind. And um, as we were talking, we both realized we were focusing on all the things that there are to be afraid of, all the things that we might lose. But then we started to talk about the things that we might gain, And once we started to talk about that, the the conversation took on a different tone. The nature of our relationship was different in that those few moments as opposed to the the moments before. And they're all true. There are are losses and gains with any decision, losses and gains with any uh, change or any new chapter. Uh, that is just part of life. But I noticed that my energy and his was very different when we talked about the things that there were to gain. And so I think it's wise to cover all of these, uh, these aspects to a big decision, not only to focus on the good and the gains, to acknowledge the losses, but just notice that my focus seems to automatically go towards the negative. So that's on a, on a personal front. On a uh, professional front, I had an experience last week where somebody came up to me, uh, someone had observed me doing my work, um, and came up to me and began to interrogate me in a very uh, aggressive, kind of passive-aggressive sort of way, began to ask me questions about what I was doing, and I could see that this person was not pleased, um, and that this displeasure was what was prompting the questions. And I answered the questions sort of from a friendly, uh, accommodating place for a while until I got a bit tired of being interrogated. And then I I asked, what are your concerns? It's obvious you have some concerns. What are they? And um, was kind of floored when I heard what the concerns were, but willing to to think about that because it's a perspective I had never considered. Anyway, that's not the important point. The important point is my... My response to that overnight, so this happened in the afternoon, and I felt really bad for the rest of the night. I felt like, oh my gosh, if this person doesn't like what I'm doing and complains to someone, some person in authority, I don't even know what that means, but some person in authority, then I might not be able to do what I love to do. And the more I thought about that, the more rotten I kind of felt, the more despondent I felt. I felt my heart kind of breaking. I imagined what life would be like if I couldn't do what I love to do and found it very distressing to think about that. And so I recognized that this is a normal response that I have when somebody criticizes me, is that I feel bad. I wonder if I'm doing something, if I'm seen to be doing something wrong, I wonder about my future and I feel concern. And then I turned back to the gratitude. What am I grateful for? I'm grateful for the opportunity to have heard someone's critique, 
to have heard someone's concerns, especially since the concern that was being raised was not one that I'd ever considered or uh, could even resonate with in that moment when I heard it. So it was a door opening to look at um, uh, what value is there in that person's perspective, as well as um, what value there is in watching myself in action, watching what I do to myself when I receive bad news or when I uh, feel criticized. And so it just, the gratitude is really for the growth, for the opportunity to learn about myself and to grow. That that's what I felt was the most wonderful thing about that interaction, even though it didn't feel good at the time when it was happening. And I think on those two levels, there's a real lesson for me. One, and, and I hope there's something useful here for you too. One is that as humans, um, we tell ourselves a set of stories and that set of stories kind of kicks off when something happens. And most of my stories are about um, grasping on to what I have and fear of loss. There are some stories there around how I'm going to lose what I have. And the fear of that is great. And it makes me uh, unhappy. uh, I lose my energy. I begin to focus on all the things that can go wrong. And then I fail to acknowledge the things that are going great. It's as if all that bad stuff is kind of taking over. So... Um, my remedy for that is to focus on what is great now. What do I have that I sh- can be grateful for? And so I, I use that as a remedy. I want to talk about this on a world level, but it's time for us to take a break. So let's do that. And when we come back, more on Gratitude 2.0 on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm Shamin Sadik. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Hello, I'm Shamin Sadik, the founder and CEO of Anjali Leadership. Anjali means heartfelt offering, and it's no accident that my company is named this way, as our work comes straight from the heart. I spent years working within organizations where well-intentioned leaders somehow managed to create more frustration and disappointment than anything else. You know what? I was one of those leaders, and I yearned for something better, but didn't know what it would look like or how to make it happen. Fortunately, I do know now. At Anjali Leadership, we specialize in helping you climb out of these limiting patterns of behavior so that you can pour your energy and passion into creating the vision results, and business performance you've been striving for since the beginning. If you want to learn more, visit anjaliadership.com. Ready to work with us? Go to anjaliadership.com and let's get started. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. stories from the heart of leadership if you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program please send shamine an email her email address is shamine at anjali leadership.com that's s-h-a-h-m-e-e-n at a-n-j-a-l-i leadership.com now back to stories from the heart of leadership welcome back this is shamine sadik and our topic today is gratitude 2.0 I said I was going to talk about this dynamic of um, kind of falling into bemoaning the negative on a world channel, but I realized as I was thinking about what I wanted to say that it's more on a national channel. So if you are Canadian, then um, this may resonate with you. And if you're not Canadian, it may resonate because I think that this dynamic is playing out in many places across the globe, if not everywhere across the globe. So... We're heading into an election here in Canada, and I'm I'm not now. I have a degree in political science, and I used to be really interested in politics. Um, once I started to work with um, leaders, I got a little bit more interested in human development and leadership effectiveness. And I'm not quite as politically minded as I was before. So my comments here are not. Um, uh, they might take on a bit of a partisan nature, but I'm I'm not sure that that's my primary gift uh, is my understanding of politics. But what I do understand is the fear mongering that is playing out in Canada right now, and it really breaks my heart to see how, with an election days away. The government, uh, the party in power at the moment in Canada is capitalizing on this fear-mongering and Islamophobia and, I mean, it's just unbelievable what I see, what I read. Um, Every day I read in the newspaper, there's another piece of this puzzle coming together and it just, it makes me very distressed. So why does it distress me? Why, why would I care? I was born in Canada. Um, but here's the thing. I, I was born in Canada, and apparently I could actually be stripped of my Canadian citizenship because my parents came from India. So my parents were born in India, and then they immigrated to Canada, or they emigrated and immigrated to Canada, and um, I was born after that. So they were Canadian citizens, fully Canadian, and I was born, and I was born here in Toronto. That makes me Canadian, right? Uh, Well, apparently not necessarily. So if there was a a decision that um, I had done something, I don't even know what I could have done to make this happen, but that I might be, uh, might lose my citizenship and have to go back to the, the country of my ancestry, which is India, which by the way, I've never lived in, never visited, don't speak the language. Um, and so I just find that sort of astounding. Now there's a part of me that says, well, of course that's not going to happen. 
But there's already a case in um, uh, in play here in Canada where somebody who uh, was born in Canada, I believe was born in Canada, they're um, considering using this law to send this person to a country that he never lived in either. So I find that just very distressing, very upsetting, and I could focus on that for a long time. And you can hear in my voice, I just found it, I find it so at odds with how I think about this country. I am so proud to be Canadian. I am so grateful for the privilege of living here, the privilege of being born here. It's just an accident of history that I was born here. And I think the same is true for everybody who lives in Canada. And in fact, we all came from somewhere else. Uh, no matter what your skin color or your religion, we all came from somewhere, somewhere else. I think the only people who can't really, we can't say that about, would be the native Canadians who um, were here when this country was discovered by the Europeans. So there you go. So I guess what could happen is that everybody in this country could end up being sent back to some other place uh, if this is the way that this plays out. Now, of course, you know, uh, there's other things that are in play, some checks and balances. I'm sure that not everybody is at risk of being sent away, but it does activate a concern that I have, which is if a person who is um, of a particular ethnicity, let's go with Islamophobia, since that seems to be the uh, phobia of the day, um, that that if they make a mistake or if they slip up or if they irritate someone just because they are wearing a certain uh, article of clothing or speaking in a certain language, they're at risk. And it's not fair. And it upsets me greatly. So my parents were born in India. My family is actually Christian, and so am I. And I shouldn't even have to say this on the radio, but I have a Muslim last name. So I feel, I feel um, a certain concern that to even speak about this, I have to tell you who I am and where I'm from. Anyway, these are the kinds of things that I'm reading about daily that are just um, very distressing, very upsetting, and very backwards, and very much at odds with my vision for us as a human family. I... I think of us humans as a human family. And in a human family, we don't send someone away because they have a different custom or because they wear a different article of clothing or because they speak a different language or because they eat different foods or because they choose to live a certain kind of lifestyle. We don't do that in a, in a shared family. When we're part of one big family, we support each other. We... Uh, want good things for each other. We know that if we are well, then others will be well too, and that we can extend the the benefits of our wellness to others in order to make their lives better. That's the kind of world I want to live in. And that is the kind of world I think I live in. I think what's happening here at this moment is a bit of an anomaly, and I hope short-lived because I will not be voting for any government that supports that kind of law. And if you are a Canadian, I encourage you to vote. Uh, whatever it, You don't have to agree with my opinion about this, but if you um, are Canadian, then please vote on October 19th and get registered. Make sure you're registered. Go and vote because it's important that all Canadians, and I mean all Canadians, have a chance to have their voices be heard. 
And really, I mean, what is the Voice America Empowerment Channel about, if not that? And what is Stories from the Heart of Leadership about, if not that? It's about having a chance to be acknowledged and have your story be valued as much as anybody else's. So I feel like I'm on the right venue at the right time speaking a message that I hope will resonate and I hope you will take action um, uh, if you're Canadian and you are planning to vote that's great if you weren't really thinking about it please please do our voter turnout rates are not very high and uh, I think they're higher than other countries in general I haven't done research on that but I, um, I know it could be better it could be higher so please do let your voice be heard so um, yes, so I could really focus on all of these things on the personal level, on the work level, and on the national level, and we could talk about the World Channel as well, but we won't uh, at this moment because all you have to do is open your newspaper any morning and you can read about what's happening on the world level. So what to do then? Um, Obviously, I've taken the opportunity to tell you how I feel about certain things that are going on in my current reality. And I ask myself, what is there to do then? Should I fight against? Should I defend against? Should I start walking around feeling fearful and worried? Um, I could do all of those things. And I have done some of those things in a moment of weakness or a moment of reactivity. But what I really want is to focus on what I'm grateful for, because I really see gratitude and vision as the remedy for all this um, harshness that seems to be out there, all of this lack of connection, all of this separation. I think that the path to joining comes from gratitude and from talking about what we want what we want together, what kind of a world do we want to create? What do we want it to be like? If we want things to be a certain way for us, then we have to accept that we would want that for others too. We're not separate from anybody else. Um, so we may live in different countries. We may have different names. We may have different shapes, sizes, colors, and religions. But ultimately, I think that we all want the same things. We want to live with love and joy we want our beloved ones to be well looked after and safe. We want to uh, li live a life of, of uh, abundance, prosperity, and connection to community and other human beings. We, I, I want those things. I think, that, um, I think that many people want those things, and I assume that everybody does. And so my way forward is to come back to gratitude. And what better time than a few days before Thanksgiving here in Canada to begin to express that gratitude. And so I would love it if you would join me uh, and let's think about this in terms of circles. So as you stand, imagine yourself kind of standing in the middle of a, of a big um, set of concentric circles. You're in the center. And I want you to think about the people who are closest to you, the ones who, if you drew a circle right around you, imagine you're drawing this on a piece of paper, you're this dot in the middle, this beautiful dot in the middle, and then there's a circle around you, and that circle is um, comprised of the people who you are, the people and things that you're most grateful for. And so as I think of that circle, I think of people like my children, my two boys, I think of them, I am so grateful for uh, these two beautiful souls who 
challenge me <laughs> and delight me both at the same time and who are growing into such wonderful young people, young adults. Uh, I think of my partner, the person that um, I've been spending intimate moments with in the last and life moments with over the last bit of time that we've been together and how grateful I am for his kindness, his generosity, his unwavering support and love. I think about my, uh, his daughter, his child and her sweetness and her willingness to jump into the adventure that we continue to invite her to jump into with us. I think about, um, so those are the people that are uh, the closest. I think about my own parents and how much they support and and love all of us. Uh, The unconditional love with which they operate is just something tremendous, and I am so grateful for that. So think about who is in your closest circle Who are the people that are in your circle, right? The one that's closest to you. And think about what you're grateful for and who you're grateful for and why. And this is a good thing to journal about. If you happen to be the kind of person who writes in a journal, focus on the the gratitude. Maybe spend a few minutes at the end of each day writing down one or two things that you are grateful for, one or two things or one or two people, and really get Uh, clear with yourself about why you're grateful for that or that person. Okay, so now imagining that there's another circle. So it's a bit bigger, wider than the first circle. And for me, that circle is comprised by my extended family. So this would be um, in-laws, siblings, siblings' partners, Let me see who else is in that circle. Close family friends, extended family, people whom, uh, with whom I have a a strong connection, but maybe not a daily connection. Uh, Those who I see, um, you know, on the weekends or on special occasions, uh, I have quite a large extended family. We recently had a family gathering. uh, I think I've mentioned on the show that I lost my grandma when uh, in April earlier this year. And in the summertime, we had a, a celebration of her life, a memorial of her life uh, at my mom's place. And uh, it was th- that was the people who were there really in that, that next circle. They were our extended family. So these are longtime family friends or even shorter time family friends, but people with whom, um, who, who you know you can turn to, who know you know... Um, they care. They what happens to me matters to these people, and what happens to them matters to me. And we want good things for each other, and we enjoy each other's company. And I'm grateful to have such a large number of people in that extended family. And I notice as I'm saying that it's not about the number; it's about the quality um, of the relationship. And as I'm talking with you about these two circles and who mostly it's people that I'm grateful for, I'm noticing, I'm also noticing a bit of regret in me because I don't spend enough time with all of these people. And that even includes the ones in my inner circle, my innermost circle. I don't spend enough time with these folks. I have been so busy and maybe you have too. And so Thanksgiving gives me an opportunity to pause and really acknowledge the value and the gift that they are in my life. 
and to set an intention to be in touch a little bit more. Um, I know it's hard. It's hard for me, and I'm sure it's hard for you as well. But even just a phone call or uh, an email or a, hey, how are you? Uh, How's it going? Thinking of you is a way of maintaining a connection. You don't have to do that every day. But um, there are some in my extended family that I, I wish to spend more time with and, and don't. So uh, I feel the regret for that. Um, I set an intention to be better at it or to, to do it a little bit more frequently, to reach out and connect and maintain the strength of that connection. And yet at the same time, I'm grateful because I know that these connections exist whether I... Um, send that email or not, these are people who also have, uh, to a large extent, unconditional love for me. And so I'm grateful for them. And I would include in that second circle as well, my friends. I've talked about family and extended family and family friends, but I have some friends who are not family friends. They're just my friends, my um, beloved colleagues. And if any of you are listening right now, I'm sending you extra love because I know I've been terribly distant the past year. It's just been an incredibly busy time and that's no excuse for not staying in touch. And so I'm grateful for you and for the the gifts that you bring, the support, the love and the friendship and the container um, of love in which we hold each other. So thank you to the people in that second circle. Ah, so gratitude. So we have, um, we're about to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to have one more segment of the show. If you would like to call and share with me uh, who you feel gratitude for or what you are grateful for this week, right before Thanksgiving here in Canada, then please do at one 888 3469141. We welcome your calls. We'd love to have a conversation about gratitude with you. And we are headed into a break. So when we come back, we will continue with the third and fourth circles of gratitude. And then we will bring this conversation to a close. Thanks so much. This is our break. I'm Shamin Sadik, and I'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hello, I'm Shamin Sadik, the founder and CEO of Anjali Leadership. Anjali means heartfelt offering, and it's no accident that my company is named this way, as our work comes straight from the heart. I spent years working within organizations where well-intentioned leaders somehow managed to create more frustration and disappointment than anything else. You know what? I was one of those leaders, and I yearned for something better, but didn't know what it would look like or how to make it happen. Fortunately, I do know now. At Anjali Leadership, we specialize in helping you climb out of these limiting patterns of behavior so that you can pour your energy and passion into creating the vision results, and business performance you've been striving for since the beginning. If you want to learn more, visit anjaliadership.com. Ready to work with us? Go to anjaliadership.com and let's get started. 
Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. to stories from the heart of leadership if you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program please send Shamin an email her email address is shamin at anjaliadership.com that's s-h-a-h-m-e-e-n at a-n-j-a-l-i leadership.com now back to stories from the heart of leadership Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamin Sadiq, and our topic today is Gratitude 2.0. So before we jump into uh, more gratitude, I want to talk about an upcoming event that you might be interested in, uh, especially if you live in Western Canada and you don't mind spending time in Calgary at the end of November. So I'm not quite sure how I ended up agreeing to go to a very, very cold place at a very, very cold time of year, but I did. And I'm sure that the room will be full of warmth and um, that will sustain me through those couple of cold trips between the hotel and the conference center. So on November 25th and 26th in in Calgary, uh, I'm conducting an advanced coaching training. So this is two days of training for coaches who love the frameworks that underpin the Leadership Circle Profile. So these are the frameworks like the um, reactive and creative. If you are part of um, the coaching community, these might resonate with you, as well as Robert Fritz's uh, notion of, I think, what he calls it is structural tension. In the leadership circle community, we call it creative tension. So um, if you would like to dive deeper into these frameworks, both as a practitioner and as a leader who is availing him or herself of these frameworks in your own leadership, then you will want to join us for this for sure. Uh, send me an email, shamin, S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, at anjaliadership.com. That's A-N-J-A-L-I, leadership.com. Let me know that you'd like to join the advanced coaching training in Calgary, November 25th and 26th, and I will send you all of the information and get you registered. The cost is $995 Canadian plus GST, so I think it comes to about 1044 if I'm not mistaken, or 1045 and that's for two days uh, together. And the added bonus is that we're also... Um, creating a community uh, of Western Canadian coaches and consultants. So 
that is another reason to join us if you're so driven too. So if you live in Calgary, if you live in um, Vancouver, and my goodness, anywhere actually in Canada, you're welcome. And Americans are welcome too. Hey, we're not leaving anybody out here. Everybody's welcome. And if you're from another country and you want to come to Canada and spend these two days, yes, I say yes. All are welcome and everything is welcome. So um, bring yourself and your uh, client profiles as well as your own, and we will dive into this work together. Good. All right. Coming back to these circles of gratitude that I have been um, naming and speaking about and inviting you to think about as well. Again, as a remedy for um, and a counterbalance to all of the negativity and harshness that I have been talking about, uh, that I've been noticing in myself and in this world that we live in and in this country that I live in. And as I was drawing, I was drawing this as we were talking. And so I drew a dot in the middle and then a circle around that dot and then a second circle. And you know that the first circle closest to me was the friends, or sorry, the family, like the inner circle, the immediate family. The second circle was the friends and family, so extended family and very close friends. And then the third circle, I'm calling it the guides, teachers, and colleagues, um, and clients. Oh my gosh, there's four four kind of categories of folks in that circle for me. And um, uh, I noticed that the circles, although I've drawn them as though one might be closer than another, they kind of mesh together at times. There are times when I feel very, very close with my clients or my colleagues, almost as close as I feel to my own family. So know that these circles are only just a way of organizing them for the purposes of of talking about this topic and exploring it together. But they don't always have to fall in the same kind of distance away from you as it would seem when you draw it on a piece of paper. So my third circle, clients, guides, teachers, colleagues. What do I mean by that? Well, clients, I think that's an obvious one. These are the people who have blessed me with um, the choice to avail themselves of my gifts and my offer. And I just have to say I love all of my clients. And what I love most about my clients is that the people who come to work with me are really interested in building resilience. They are really interested in building a firm foundation under their feet from which to walk forward. And they know that to do that, it requires a look at oneself that is not always fun, not always pretty, and not always enjoyable. But the rewards are great. And the enjoyment comes from this this um, deeper work. So I thank you, clients, for your presence in my life and for choosing me and for choosing to work together and for choosing to look in the places that you are looking. I think it's um, a blessing for me to work with you, but it's a blessing for you to do this work, especially when you tell me things like you often do that like this, like, Um, The work that we're doing here with me and my leadership is actually improving my marriage and my relationship with my kids and, and other loved ones. Wow, that just makes me so happy. What a blessing um, that that is the case. Guides, these are my own coaches, my coaches and um, therapists and others whom I turn to for my own coaching and my own support and my own development. Um, 
I wouldn't be where I am doing what I'm doing, uh, able to share my voice in this way without the support of many who have supported me in the past and continue to support me today. So I thank you most heartfeltly. Is that a word? From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for your presence in my life and know that um, it's been invaluable and it continues to be of such great support. Uh, Teachers. I have learned what I have learned um, from many, many wonderful teachers, some of whom I've worked with directly, some of whom I've read in books, um, some of whom I've listened to on webinars and other uh, conferences, and many of whom I've had the pleasure of working with one-on-one and working with as colleagues. So I have just got so much respect for the people, the teachers and mentors in my life who have taken an interest in sharing what they're passionate about with me and taken an interest in my um, development through the use of what they've created and have also supported me to find my own way with whatever they've created. So I thank you for that. And last but not least in this third circle, colleagues. These are the people with whom I work, um, my fellow professionals in my, in my community of, of consultants, leadership consultants and executive coaches, and some other um, communities that I belong to, creative writing, family constellations, uh, just to name a couple, belly dance, uh, Egyptian dance, <laughs> um, and Pilates, to name a few of the other things that I'm involved in. I am so grateful for you as well. And love that we have found each other and come together. Okay, the next circle. What is the next circle? So we've got family, friends, clients, guides, teachers, colleagues. Uh, Now we have neighbors. We have community. This is my next circle is my local community. Um, The teachers and administrators at the school that my children have gone to for so many years. I am so grateful to all of you for your interest in my children and your involvement in our lives. And also for asking me to come and work at the school with the kids um, to offer our Power Circles program to these wonderful kids. We're starting this year's program on Wednesday, October 7th, and I couldn't be happier to be Uh, back in the classroom with all of you, helping you to empower yourselves to create the kind of life that you want. Uh, There are others, people who work in local businesses around me, my neighbors, the ones who live on my street and the ones who live in my town. I am so lucky to live in a place where I can go to the gas station or the grocery store or the bank and people say hi and they talk and they say, how are you? And how are the boys? And how's it going? And I say the same to you. I love that. I love that. Nothing would make me more unhappy than to live sort of anonymously um, in a little shell by myself. I would not enjoy that. So this is um, just a huge, wonderful thing that I have in my life, this community and society that I live in. And so I thank all of you as well. And that would include my listeners, those of you who are listening to stories from the heart of leadership. I hear from you from time to time, and um, I don't hear from many of you ever. So uh, I don't know what you're thinking, but if you keep coming back to listen to the show, then I, I must be saying something that makes some sense to you or that you can make some meaning out of. And so I thank you for that. I thank you for listening. I thank you for coming back week after week. 
And I thank you for um, being open to hearing what I have to say. Uh, What I have to say is not the truth. It's just my truth. And I feel lucky as well that I have a venue to share my truth in this spoken way. And I thank you for listening. All right. We're heading into the home stretch here. And I cannot finish this call without talking about the largest circle. So there may be other circles in between that I have not named um, think about those, what those circles are for you and think about what you're grateful for in those circles. But the largest circle I want to acknowledge now is um, my shared human family. And that includes everybody. Um, it includes uh, those who struggle, those who face terrible hardship, those who um, don't struggle, those who have it really easy and seem to just um, everything they touch turns to gold and everyone in between. I am so grateful to be part of this shared human family. We have such a rich history, um, not always pleasant and um, not always beautiful, but a rich tapestry of experiences, of life experiences, of stories to share with each other. And I, I am grateful to be part of that. I'm grateful to be alive at this time in history, to be part of this wonderful human family to face the challenges that we are facing together, but also to grow our world, really, our planet, I guess, into the kind of place that we want for our kids, the kind of place we want for all of our kids, um, the kind of place that we want for, I don't know, history, eternity, uh, the future. And I, I welcome you to my family. I feel that I'm part of yours. I resonate with um, the struggles, although I don't experience as many as some. Uh, and I am grateful for that, but also not um, unaware of the privilege that comes from being born in a, in a very um, modern country that has a lot of abundance, abundant resources, abundant opportunities. And so for those of you who don't have that, I, um, I want you to know that I, I hold it with a great deal of gravitas that I have the privilege that I have. Anyway, I am grateful to all of you for uh, this shared humanity that we are, the, the, the shared experience that we have of being human. I'm grateful for the stories Um, that I have learned that I tell myself and the stories that I have learned that you tell yourselves, and they're actually not that different. The stories of fear, the stories of shame, the stories of hope, and the stories of joy. And what I hope for for all of us at this Thanksgiving um, weekend that's coming up here in Canada is for um, your utmost happiness, uh, to live with love and joy, to live with safety and happiness and knowing that you and your beloved ones are safe, are enough, and um, are loved. That is my wish for all of us, is to know that, to know that we are enough and to know that we are loved and to know that we deserve happiness and joy and safety. So there you have it. Gratitude 2.0 on stories from the heart of leadership. If anything that I've said today has resonated with you and you want to converse about it, um, please join me on Facebook or on LinkedIn or just send me an email. Again, it's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at AnjaliLeadership.com. 
Thanks so much for listening. I wish you, if you are celebrating Thanksgiving in the next week or so, I wish you a wonderful Thanksgiving. And I will look forward to speaking with you next time. Until then, take good care. Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shamin Sadek will be back next Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a wonderful week. And remember, we are all members of this great human family. You are not alone. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.